With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday after a comical saga that ends with Moises Caicedo going to Chelsea at an inflated price of 115 million. Liverpool having built bid an inflated price and agreed an inflated price of 60 million for Romeo Lavia, but with according to newspapers, the player now favoring a move to Chelsea, which is rather bizarre considering he has favoured a move to Liverpool for weeks. Um, if Romeo Lavia wants to go to Chelsea, then let Romeo Lavia go to Chelsea. Uh, he's not someone to get overly caught up on. Despite his immense ability, he's 19 and not ready to play every single game for us. And if he wants to go there where they've already got Caicedo coming in, uh, they have Ugochukwu and they have Andre Santos, and he wants to go there and compete to be Caicedo's backup, well, then away with him, frankly. Um, if he wants to make that sort of stupid career move, that's absolutely fine. Um, losing out on Caicedo sucks, obviously, uh, especially after we agreed a fee. We made a bid, a legal bid. We did everything the right way, went about it properly, made a bid, had the bid accepted, outbid Chelsea, and then they went about things in arguably the most underhanded manner you'll ever see in a transfer conducted between two Premier League teams. Um, Brighton should have some shame as well. Very, very poor on the Brighton end here. They've accepted a bid from Chelsea, which is less favourable than the bid from Liverpool. Yes, it contains four million more but a far less favourable structure. Now, potentially, Chelsea have given in on a bigger sell-on close. The difference is, Chelsea will never financially need to sell Caicedo. If he becomes a £200 million player, we would have looked to sell him and reinvest that money because that's just what our model is. And they would have gotten, Brighton would have gotten 18, 19 million from that. Chelsea might have offered a 25% a 30% sell on but realistically if Chelsea ever sell him it'll be because he flopped 
or because he got injured and they'll be doing so at a loss. So Brighton will get jack shit. So a uh, big fuck you to Brighton. And of course, Chelsea, I mean, look, they're very clearly breaking every single FFP and profit and sustainability rule that there is. And they're doing it knowingly, which means there is going to be some quite serious sanctions coming their way. What they'll be, who knows, but they needed to make by the end of next season, which is June 30th, 2024, they needed to make around 240 million of trading profit, not sales, profit. So for example, if they sold Connor Gallagher tomorrow, and they got 40 million. That's 40 million of profit. If they sold Raheem Sterling tomorrow and got 30 million, there's no profit there at all because they paid more than that. And his amortization on their books will be more than the 30 million. It might actually be a negative for them to sell. For example, Kepa going on loan to Real. If they sell him next summer, to a Premier League team before the June 30th deadline, they would need to do so at a fee in excess of about 12 million, which seems very unlikely. Uh, Mark Kukure is another one that they're apparently open to selling. Um, as things stand, they would need to make more than 50 million to make a profit on him in terms of amortization because they paid 62. He's been on, been there a year. His contract was six years, so they're spreading it over six years. So he's on the books for 50 million or 50 point something million. They'd need to sell for more than that. And given how bad he was last season, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, there's zero chance Chelsea are going to be compliant. And they're doing this knowingly. And allegedly they're still in for Lavia, trying to sign Michael Elise. They need to sign another goalkeeper. They want to sign a striker. This is a club sticking two fingers up at the Premier League. That's what this is. And the Premier League need to come down on them in the hardest manner available. A record fine, a points deduction, and a transfer ban. Now, look, the fact of it is, Moises Caicedo preferred to go there because his agent told him that's where he preferred to go. They've offered him a, a nine-year contract on two hundred and fifty grand a week. Um, so away with him. Very clear that Moises Caicedo has been manipulated by an agent who's almost certainly gotten, on top of his agent fee, uh, quite a substantial fee off the books. These eight and nine year contracts are funny though, because let's just take Mudrick as an example. He's on an eight and a half year deal. He's got eight years left and he's been dog shit since the day they bought him. He's on significant money, well in excess of 200 grand a week, regardless of Chelsea fans trying to claim he's on a hundred grand a week. Have you ever heard of an 88 million pound player moving on a hundred grand a week contract? He's going to be on over 200 grand a week. And Chelsea are stuck with him. They're stuck with him because nobody was going to touch him on that contract 
for anything resembling a decent fee. So if they sell him, they're going to have to pay him off, which will eat into the money they get, which will mean they make a bigger loss. Take Fafana. He's on a seven and a half or eight year contract. Um, torn ACL, second one of his career, would you believe? Fourth major knee issue that he's had. He's likely a compromised player moving forward, and they have him on big wages for years to come. Moises Caicedo himself had a torn ACL at 16. I didn't know that until yesterday. Um, the biggest indicator of a future ACL tear is a previous ACL tear. And given how young he is, there's a strong chance that at some point he is going to have another significant injury. Imagine if if one of those players, him or Enzo, suffered a torn Achilles or a, a patella tendon tear like, like Joe Gomez had. Like that's, they're the type of injuries you don't fully recover from. And that would leave them with compromised players on enormous money for very, very long contracts. The other side of it is, it makes it near impossible to sell them if they flop, like Mudrick, like Kukurea. And the final side of it is, I think Todd Bowley thinks he's been really clever by doing this on two sides. One was that he thought he could uh, amortize all the fees across those long contracts, and he did for the first few. Can't do it anymore. But I think that he thinks this means, oh, well, I don't need to renegotiate wages with them. That's it. They're locked in. Because that's the baseball mentality. Players sign eight- and nine-year contracts in baseball all the time. There's a reason no other Premier League club does that, though. There's a reason no other club in Europe does that. It's because it's a stupid practice. Those players are going to want more money at some point. And if he turns around and says, no, you've signed a contract, we're not renegotiating, he's going to have a lot of angry and upset players there and a lot of agents who are very pissed off. Their business practices in terms of how they've gone about the Tyler Adams deal the Lavia situation and others are an absolute disgrace as well. If I was Tyler Adams, I would sue them. Now, the problem is it's probably difficult to prove that it was them that leaked, that he failed his medical, but it definitely was. It definitely was them that leaked that. So, um, yeah, fuck Chelsea then. On to us. Um, Look, missing Caicedo hurts, but... None of us thought he was a real possibility on Wednesday. On Wednesday, none of us had even considered him as a possibility. So we haven't lost anything, really, in terms of him. Is it disappointing, of course? We've lost a few days. That's the biggest thing. That's the only thing we've lost here, is we've lost a few days. But how many days did we really lose? Because in all likelihood... We spent Thursday negotiating for Caicedo. Friday, obviously the shit hit the fan. And I would bet that there was a pivot and Liverpool started working on on other things and just left the bid in just to fuck with Chelsea. I'm guessing that as soon as it became a possibility that he would prefer to go there, we were just like, well, fuck him. We'll make them pay through the nose. So... I I would believe that we are working on other things, which is is why you know we've had a bit accepted for Lavia, and I think there'll be another to follow. All indications where we actually did want both, so 
we do want, and we know we want two midfielders. Everybody is aware of that. We wanted one when we had Fabinho, then we sold Fabinho, so we want two. We wanted Lavia when Fabinho is still here, so we're getting Lavia paying a little bit more, admittedly, than we would have if we'd just done the deal back then. But at the same time, is Romeo Lavia a £60 million player? No, he's not. He's a £40 million player. But Moises Caicedo is not a 110, 115 million pound player. He's an 80 million pound player. Enzo was a 75 million pound player, maybe a little bit less considering, you know, they had six months in Europe who went for 108 or whatever it was. A Declan Rice is a 55, 60 million pound player. He went for 105. The Enzo and especially Rice deals completely fucked the midfield market. So we're going to have to overpay. In the same way, like, Czech de Coure is a £50 million player. We'd likely have to pay 70 to get him. I'd be happy to pay 70 to get Czech de Coure. <clears throat> if I was advising Liverpool right now, I would say go and get de Coure and Lavia. If Lavia doesn't want to come, then fuck him. Get de Coure and Florentino Luis from Benfica. Just go and get the two best ball winners available to you which is what the case was before the Caicedo stuff. Ducure and Florentino Luis are better ball winners, pure ball winners, than Moises is. Um, Ducure is probably a better overall defensive player than Moises is. Moises is very special and he's two and a bit years younger. So, you know, trajectory, etc., etc. But... Decoury and Florentino Luis would have us coming out of this looking great. You get those two along with Alexis and Dominic. That's an incredible midfield rebuild with nobody over the age of 24 other than Thiago, who will go next summer. And I think we might go for Andre from Fluminense in January, which would be very, very smart. But, yeah, I mean... I get that it sucks, but I've seen lots of people having tantrums. Lots of stupid things been said as well. Lots of stupid, stupid takes. From the people you expect of stupid takes. But, like, just shut up. Like, they were whinging when we weren't spending any money. Then we offer $111 and the whinging again. Just makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. And I see people saying, oh, well, Liverpool have embarrassed themselves. Well, I don't, I don't, if, if Lavia were to go to Chelsea as well, I could see a, a case for that. But if he goes for 60 odd million, then no, we haven't been embarrassed on that at all. Caicedo, again, we chanced our arm. It almost came off. It didn't. And what? Like people have bizarre opinions about what embarrassment is, Liverpool won't be feeling any embarrassment because the only group that come out of the Caicedo deal with any credit is Liverpool, who handled their business properly. Brighton didn't, Caicedo and his agent didn't, and Chelsea absolutely didn't. Now, that doesn't get you any points or trophies or new players, but other clubs will have seen how we handled ourselves and they'll know that at least we're not a pack of cons. Um, on 
this is Anfield. There is a piece about Lavia. There is a piece about Alexis and the game yesterday. Another piece about Lavia. Uh, Klopp insu- insists midfield role suits Cody Gakpo. Jurgen might might need to see a doctor because he's clearly delusional. Um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's new club confirmed, I assume it's Besiktas. Yeah, three-year deal with Besiktas. Best of luck to Ox. I hope he does really well there. A um, couple more pieces on the game yesterday. Piece about Chelsea finally agreeing a deal for Kassin. It took them 59 hours. 59 hours to finally find a way that they could make it work. And even then, it wasn't a better bid than ours. But, you know, you have these things. Um, there's player ratings from yesterday. It's predictions from yet for the season. Um, yeah, let's move on. Liverpool.com. Jurgen Klopp knows what he must do next in the transfer market. Okay. Jurgen Klopp can unlock 169 million trio as Trent Alexander-Arnold points to Liverpool Edge. Piece about Lavia. Piece about Dominic. Dominic Sabozlai has already named his dream number six. Liverpool should now pull it off. Let's have a look and see. Um... Oh, he talked about Tyler Adams in an interview a couple of years ago. Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't be against Adams. as If we were signing Decore, I wouldn't be against Adams as the other one. If it's Lavia, Lavia's still so young and, and he's kind of still a project. And Adams' injuries terrify me, genuinely. But I don't know. I I doubt we'll move for Tyler Adams. I think the injuries will will have put us off. Not the not the lies at a Chelsea, admittedly, just the actual injuries that the lad has actually suffered. Like he's been out since February with a hamstring injury, and he's not expected back until September. So like that's seven months with a hamstring injury. That's not it's not good at all. That's got to be some sort of tendon issue. Um, Liverpool should beat Brighton to Moises Caicedo transfer air and save FSG millions. So that is Lucas Gornadot, who plays for RB Salzburg. Now, the other player they've been linked with is Carlos Beleba. Um, do you know what? I would actually be in favour of us signing all three. Uh, a starter like Decore. Going to do it and Carlos Beleba and just saying fuck you to Brighton. We're gonna we're gonna buy every target you have for the next two years as punishment. We won't do it though because you know we're nice. Um Anfield watch you piece about Lavia piece about Caicedo uh Marcel Desai says his wife stopped him joining Liverpool Virgil van Dijk demands more signings after Chelsea draw is the lead piece on Anfieldindex.com. There's a piece about Trent, some lessons learned from the draw, uh, player ratings, and Liverpool's man of the match, which was Alison Becker. Podcast-wise, we've got 
a bunch of stuff, actually. Uh, myself and Trev did a Pro Plus before he departed on a gallivant to uh, to somewhere warm and sunny. I don't do warm and sunny myself. I prefer cold, wet and miserable. Um, there's a Scouser Tommy's. Pokey Cokey Reloaded, so check that one out. There's an Under Pressure. It is the season preview. Dan Kennett, Cy Brundish, Phil Barter and Dan Rhodes all back together for that one. And there was Post-Match Raw, hosted by Guy in the absence of Trev, uh, with myself and Harold Setti as uh, guests. So that is it. That's all I have today, folks. Thanks a million. I will see you tomorrow where hopefully, hopefully, we might assign someone. Someone give Jörg Schmatke a slap and tell him to stop taking MDMA and get his ass in gear and do a fucking bit of his job, do you know? Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.